0: Morning, everybody out there in Podcast Land, and welcome to another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. Come and wake me up. I will wait upon you, Lord. You revive me. Come and fill my cup. I want more and more. Give me a good cup of coffee. Give me a word that rocks me, a whole lot of Jesus, and a little caffeine. This is a daily devotional slash Bible study where I read the scriptures, expound on them a little bit, work on finding something to motivate you through your day, something that will definitely motivate me through my day. If you love Jesus and you love coffee, this is the place for you. And if you don't love Jesus and or coffee, come on in anyway, have a seat, enjoy yourself, listen in. You may like it, you may not. You may learn something, you may not. You may hate it, you may not. But I know one thing, it surely won't hurt you. So I'm going to have some coffee. I got my Bible open in front of me. I got a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee. So I have everything I need to get my day started. So let's dig into the scriptures, let's pray, let's meditate, and let's just get going. Jesus and coffee, amen. Only you make me come alive. Only you can satisfy. It's a supernatural high. Jesus and coffee, amen. Well, thank you, John Waller. Gotta love John Waller great Christian brother, humble man, very talented, uh, just a regular guy, very down-to-earth. My wife and I met him about a year or two ago uh, at a free concert he did in a church. All he wanted was a free will offering. Now, that's a humble guy. We spoke to him for about 20 minutes after the concert, and I was just so impressed with how down-to-earth and humble and real he was. So I hope you people listen to his music, support him, Buy his music, go to his concerts, you won't be sorry. He is a really, really good guy. Today, I will be reading from the NKJV New King James Version, John chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. Let's pray and get into the word. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your holy word. Change us with your word because we desperately need to be changed. Speak to us through your word because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal yourself to us from your word because we desperately need to know you. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand. Jesus went up to Jerusalem and he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money, and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house has eaten me up. So the Jews answered and said to him, What sign do you show to us since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. I want to start by giving you a description of what the temple looks like. Uh, if you were to go online and pull up a picture of Herod's temple, it would help, but I'll do the best I can without an illustration. The temple grounds was approximately 35 acres. It was a big piece of property with a wall around it. Off in one corner was uh, on the outside of the wall, was the Antonio's Fortress where the Roman soldiers were, and they had a gate and a ramp that they could come out and into the temple grounds. And during the, uh, in the Book of Acts, when they're going after Paul, this is how they came out, into the temple grounds. That would lead to the, what's called the Court of the Gentiles. It's the biggest area, and it's a open air. There is no roof on this area. It's called the Court of the Gentiles. Anyone can enter into that area. Now picture, if you will, in the the center of this big 35-acre area, a rectangle. And at the top of the rectangle is the holy place and the most holy place. These are enclosed. There's roofs on there. This is enclosed, and no one ever really goes in there except for special situations. And only priests would go in there. Then in front of that, as you come down the rectangle... You would have the court of the priests, which is where the sacrifices were done. The brazier was there, the, the altar for incense. Uh, all these things were there that they could do the uh, sacrifices and the, and the sacrificial worship. Only priests were allowed into that area. Coming further down the rectangle, now in front of that is what's called the court of Israel. Only Jewish men were allowed in there. Then you move down a little further down this rectangle, uh, and then you have the court of women. All Jews were allowed in there. And then surrounding that whole rectangular structure that I just described, if you, if you search online, just search for uh, Herod's Temple image, and you'll get the idea. You'll see what I'm talking about. Surrounding this is a large, very large area called the Court of the Gentiles. These men who were selling oxen, sheep, and doves, and the money changers, would have been in that area. So what would happen if you were a devout Jew, you traveled a long distance to go to Jerusalem, to be in Jerusalem for the Passover? You couldn't bring animals with you. It would be too difficult. Uh, so you would come there. You would enter into the court of the Gentiles. You would seek out the money changers. You would have to take your money that you used every day and exchange it for temple money. All right. And the rate of exchange was not favorable. The Sanhedrin, the ruling council we're making money on this rate of exchange. Then you would take that Jewish money and you would buy your sacrifice, a couple turtle doves, a sheep, whatever it was, depending on your family's standing, what you would give the priest to sacrifice for you. And you would buy that at an unfavorable rate as well. And then you would go into the temple area proper and through the court of the women to the court of Israel and give your sacrifice to the priest to bring into the court of the priest and they would do what they did with the sacrifice and you can learn a lot about that if you read leviticus so anyway uh, jesus gets there he sees this going on and he's incensed he does not like what's going on they're taking advantage of travelers of worshipers people who uh, just want to be near in the temple in jerusalem for the passover And they're making money at it. And after having revealed himself as a miracle worker at the wedding of Cana, turning the water into wine, now this is the first time in John's Gospel where he goes up against, in a sense, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the whole Sanhedrin group uh, by wrecking their money-making scheme. Turns over the tables, dumps the money, drives out the animals and the people that are selling it, and they're not happy about it. Jesus is come to establish like a new order in a way. He said he's not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. He wants this place to be a house of worship, not a house of business. So he chases these people out, and he spills over their money, and he pretty much has a fit. And they don't like it. Now the disciples that are present see this, and they are reminded of Psalm 69, verse 9, which says, Zeal for your house has overtaken me, or consumed me, depending on the translation you're reading. And that comes to their mind as they see this going on. Uh, then the leaders of the Sanhedrin question Jesus, Who do you think you are? You can't do this. Uh, What's going on here? Who, who, Who are you? Give us a sign. Show us your authority. And he says something that they don't quite understand. It's one of the things they use against him at his fake trial. Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. John goes on to explain, now he did this through hindsight, that he was talking about his the temple of his body and not the physical temple which took forty six years to build. But they don't get it right away, nobody gets it. Again, the the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees said they use it against him in his in his fake trial. But John explains he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them. And they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. It wasn't until after he rose from the dead that they said, oh, that's what he said. Oh, I get it. That's what he was talking about. Because quite frankly, although they believed he was the Messiah, they thought he was going to be a political Messiah kick the Romans out of Israel and restore the greatness of the kingdom uh, as it was under David. Once again, we see here that heaven has come to earth. Jesus, the one who came from heaven, has come to earth and he's setting things right. He's kicking out the business, the money men, uh, out of the temple grounds. He wants to restore true worship In chapter 4 of John, he will tell us what true worship is when he meets the woman at the well. For now, I want to leave you with these thoughts. Jesus doesn't want your money so much as he wants your heart. Yes, you should give to your church so that it can support the work of the ministry. He wants your heart. He wants you to give yourself to him wholeheartedly. He died for you. He says, come to me. Give yourself to me. And tomorrow we'll hear about being born again. God bless you. Thank you for listening in. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, and you want to contact me, you can send me an email at jesusandcoffeeamen at gmail.com and that's the word Jesus, the letter N, the word coffee, the word amen, at gmail.com J-E-S-U-S the letter N C-O-F-F-E-E-A-M-E-N at gmail.com Thank you very much for listening and God bless you.